Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. Coming up. We're allowed to ask God for help. Only thing that is stopping you from your breakthrough is the ability to believe it is possible. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. How many of us over here have felt God I really need you to show up. Like I need you to show up like in a burning bush. I need you to show up like in a light. I need you to show up in an angel. I need you to show up and dislocate my hip. I need you to show up. Anyone ever been in that situation? Anyone in that situation? Thank you. Two hands. I like it. I like it. Welcome. Welcome. And you, my father-in-law, of course. I'm going to be speaking about, and the passage I'm going to be teaching out of is from the 25th Psalm. In the 25th Psalm, we meet a king who was once a shepherd, a musician, and this king now is in trouble. He needs God to show up. King David is about 60 to 70 years old. He is used to dodging spears for his whole life. He is used to difficult situations. In the first act of his life, he's used to fighting animals and wild bears and lions. In the second act, he's used to dodging spears thrown at him by King Saul and opposition. And now, in the third act, he faces probably the strangest spear getting thrown at him. His son, his own flesh and blood, is planning a revolt against him. To preface this psalm, this psalm is raw, it is vulnerable, it is desperate, it is a man who is on the verge of a nervous breakdown. This man needs God to show up in this difficult situation. And this is what he says. He says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. This man is patient. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in, tr in your truth and teach me. He is teachable. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. This is a man who is aware of his shortcomings. This is a man who at 70 is ridden with guilt. Flashbacks of Bathsheba are coming back to him. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. He understands that in order to be taught, you have to be humble. All the parts of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. His soul shall abide in well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. Is his, is his offspring going to inherit the land? His son is planning a revolution against him. His son wants him killed. The friendship of the Lord is for those who, fears, who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. 
And then I love this part. He says, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distress. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. This is a man who is so vulnerable with God. He is so desperate. Consider how many are my foes and with what violent hatred they hate me. O oh, guard my soul and deliver me. Let not me be put to shame for I take refuge in you. He's battling humiliation. He does not want to be humiliated. Can you imagine how embarrassing that would be? May integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait for you. And then now he takes it to a whole other level. Now you actually see a man who is not only under, who's not only battling a personal issue, but he also is carrying the weight of an entire country. And he says, redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. This is not ordinary kind of pressure. This is not ordinary kind of a difficult situation. I want to say, being a Christian does not make you immune to difficult situations. But what it can do and what I want to try and explore over the next five or six minutes is, can we look at what David's approach to his problem is? And through that, what we can probably, I hope and pray that maybe there'll be a breakthrough for some of us who are going through difficult situations. We'll be able to see what he did and how he was able to get out of it. So the first thing I want to say is, how many of us are that raw when we pray to God? I know I'm not, but that's what we have the opportunity to be. We have that opportunity to be that raw with God. We have that. That's our right. One of the things that David does first is he gets raw with God and he puts his eyes only on God. That's the first thing he does. So that's your point number one. He doesn't look anywhere else. He doesn't go to any other council. He doesn't do anything like that. He goes straight to God. The second thing David does is he asks for forgiveness and is teachable. Those two things are probably the hardest things in these four things, in these four points. Why is it hard? Because it puts yourself in a place where you say, God, I'm in a difficult situation. And normally I know when I'm in a difficult situation, I often go, okay, I'm doing everything I can, but some guy's just not doing it. You know, the enemy's over there, the devil's. The devil's, the devil's doing stuff to me. I need a breakthrough. And I just start looking for excuses. When you repent and you ask God for forgiveness and you say, can you please teach me what I need to do? Can you please show me my heart? Then you position yourself to not only be in a place of humility, but you also position yourself to listen. I know one of the hardest things um, when I'm going through a difficult situation is I'm always going, God, why you make me go through this? And I know some people here will be thinking, oh man, you know, C3 Mumbai, you keep saying God is love, God is light, God is this, God is that. Well, I don't really care about if God is love and light. I'm going through a difficult situation. I need to get out of it really soon. I feel that all the time. I think everyone over here at some point in their life has heard, has learned lessons, you know? Lessons are hard. Sometimes you've got to end that relationship. Sometimes you've got to stop that habit. Sometimes you've just got to pray a little more. But what it does, when you learn the lesson, you're able to often go on to the next level. 
You're able to take whatever points or whatever things you need to learn at this point here in this season of your life and you're able to move on. For everyone here who is going through a difficult time, and this is probably the, this will be very hard to hear, but I'm just going to go out and say it. There's a lesson which has to be learned. You are all on the cusp of a breakthrough. There is a huge breakthrough that's about to happen. But until and unless you learn that lesson, God's not going to give you that breakthrough. You're not going to have that breakthrough because this time, God's holding it out because He wants you to be ready. God's holding it out so that when the breakthrough does happen, when you do move on to the next level, you're not going to lose it. You're not going to lose your head this time. It's going to be different. Now, so many of us say, God, give me this. God, do that. Do this for me. Take this away. Sometimes what we sometimes need to do is we need to say, God, can you please just change us? And God needs us to change. God needs our heart to change. How do we do that? Well, it's the third point of what David does is he examines his heart. It's very easy to say, yeah, okay, I'm teachable. I want the lesson, but what is the lesson? How do you actually understand that lesson? And the third point of understanding that lesson is you ask yourself, what is that heart idol? What is that, what is that issue? What is that thing I'm placing my trust, my identity in above God? For me, it's acceptance and it's money. I derive my identity out of those two things and I struggle with it every single day. For David in this passage, it's probably humiliation. It's shame. It's, it's guilt. But what does David do? He runs to God. See, the thing what David learns and why David is so great is David understands two things. That despite being king, despite being ruler over everything, David realizes he's incomplete. David realizes he needs God. David realizes that he cannot choose his season. But what David can choose is he can choose his attitude, he can choose his spirit, and he can choose to run to God whenever there's a problem. How many of us do that? I know I struggle with it. I don't. I don't do it enough. Now see, if it was that simple to go and cut yourself up and say, God, tell me what my heart idol is, we'd all be super successful, we'd all be cruising through life, we all wouldn't have difficulties. But here's the fourth point of what David does. He asks God for help. That's what we're allowed to do. We're allowed to ask God for help. See, the thing is, we don't often trust that. We don't trust that God will show up. I know I don't. I know that when I go through difficult situations, I get into a reactive mode. I don't run to God. I'm like, oh wait, man, I've got to solve this problem myself. I've got to, I'm the only person who can fix this. Not David. That's why they say David is a man after God's heart, despite all the things that he did. Because David understands that the breakthrough lies in running to God. You know, some of us here are so beaten down. We're so beaten down. You've had disappointment, rejection, difficult situation after difficult situation. But I'm here to say one thing. The only thing that is blocking you from your breakthrough is the ability to believe it is possible. 
I said, the only thing that is stopping you from your breakthrough is the ability to believe it is possible. See, faith is very strange. Faith has the ability to override facts and the obvious. And so often we think that the breakthrough begins when the situation ends. No, the breakthrough doesn't begin when the situation ends. The breakthrough begins when we allow God to do the work in our life. When we allow God to show up. When we allowed God to say, God, you know what? I'm not going to be able to fix this. I'm not going to be able to solve this. But you know what? I need you to show up. Now, I know the irony of this is that it seems that you can be pro not proactive. It can seem like you're being too, you know, you go into that works and righteousness kind of place. No. It means that you submit to God. It means that you take counsel first from God. I know in my life, uh, I, I've been recently married to my beautiful wife. My wife and I, one thing you realize when you get married, it is really two worlds coming together. I never understood. They always just say, oh, Ryan and Rachel, you know, it's two worlds. They come together. You're going you're gonna to have this. I didn't get it. I get it now. I get it now. There are moments when I have, I'm sure, driven my wife up the wall. And my poor wife has to like just, she educates me and tries to communicate with me. And in those moments, those are the moments when you can, either, you can either do two things. You can either sit there and say, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. Or you can be teachable. Or you can examine your heart. And one thing my wife and I have learned and she's taught me is in those moments to go and pray. In those moments to go and ask God, God, please show me my heart. Show me what I need to fix so that I can not only pass this level, meet the new devil on the next level which I've got to meet and then kick him in the face, but show me how I can be a better person. Now, that's how it's affected me. To summarize the four points, what is David's approach? And some, for some of us here who may be going through difficult times, simple, it's get raw with God. Second thing is ask him for forgiveness and be teachable. Why do we need forgiveness? Because when you ask for forgiveness, strange thing happens. You put yourself in a situation of humility and you put yourself in a situation to learn. The third thing is, you're trying to say, what is the lesson? How do I get to the lesson? Very simple, examine your heart. Examine what that heart idol is, which is blocking you from finding out what the lesson is. And so often that's hard. So what do you do? You ask God for help. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital, where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3 Mumbai.